0: Hey, guys, I'm just popping in here before the episode gets started to let you know that the doors are officially open for my signature program, the Traffic Accelerator, until tomorrow night, February 7th. If you have been putting off getting enrolled, make sure you do that before tomorrow when the doors close and the price goes up on that program for future iterations. Trafficaccelerator.co is where you can see all of the details, and I hope I'll see you in there. friends, you're listening to Crickets to Cha-Chings, a show where we talk about all aspects of running a handmade business and marketing that business for success while still keeping a balance to have flexibility for your family. I'm your host, Lauren Keplinger, and I am so excited to get started. Let's jump right in. Well, hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Crickets to Cha-Chings. My name is Lauren, and I'm glad to be back here today. Today on the podcast, we're going to do a little bit of a real talk, tough love, pep talk is what I'm going to call it. (laughs) It's a little bit of all the things. Um, if you have gotten any emails from me lately, this may sound a little bit familiar, but I want to dive into it a little bit deeper because it's a little hard to convey some of these thoughts in email, um, without being like negative. (laughs) Um, and also I don't want my email to be like 900 pages long. So I have to make it as concise as possible. But today, we're going to talk about some of the things that I see in the Etsy seller sort of community, um, particularly on social media and the way that people approach starting a business or starting their Etsy shops specifically. Over the past several years of doing the coaching that I do through LaurenKeplinger.com and my programs, and also Uh, this podcast and having podcast ads and all of that kind of stuff out there, I've become very familiar with Facebook ads. Now, I will tell you that the random trolls that plague social media, particularly Facebook, it seems like more often, which I'm not sure why, but anyway, those people are alive and well and very actively engaged with ads for whatever reason. So I always get a lot of really interesting comments on the ads that I run. I wouldn't really say that I'm super easily offended at this point in my life after 10 years in internet business. I have thickened up my skin <laughs> quite a bit from where I started. So rather than defend my ad or defend whatever I'm advertising there, I take it as an opportunity to read between the lines of what people are actually saying. And it's always really interesting to me to kind of read between those lines. Here are a few comments I've gotten in the last six months or so. You're at the mercy of the Etsy algorithm. Nothing can be done. Etsy is built to help those who have multiple sales, period. I've tried everything and I don't make any sales. Etsy is a scam and all they do is take your money. These are all individual comments. Again, it's always really interesting to me that someone takes the time to stop scrolling on their social media and comment things like this on an ad because what is their motive for that? If they're commenting on an ad for, let's say, a podcast episode that's advertising, you know, whatever I've talked about on that recent week's episode, And they're saying Etsy's a scam and all they do is take their money, take your money. Why are they spending the time to do that? Now, that's kind of a whole different topic of of conversation as to why people spend their time on social media doing things like that. But to me, the biggest thing that stands out with almost all the comments that I see that are negative is that there's not a lot of personal responsibility. And it's always this like really hopeless, totally defeatist mentality or or viewpoint. They are blaming the lack of sales on Etsy and the algorithm. And so it doesn't, you know, there's no responsibility for that individual not making any sales. It totally puts it just in the hands of Etsy. I don't have any control one way or the other. It's just on Etsy. And I wasn't one of the lucky ones. I'm not really sure how people justify this thought process to themselves because obviously some people are successful on Etsy. There are some shops that are successful. There are a lot of success stories. So how are they like disconnecting between the people that they see that are successful online Um, and then their own lack of success. Now, granted, maybe they just don't believe that people are really successful because I also get those comments like, yeah, right, I'm sure you don't really make any money. What are your profit margins? You probably don't take home any income and whatever. So I guess people could just tell themselves that like they, the people who have a lot of sales still aren't making any money, so really nobody is successful. I don't know. I don't know how they think that people are so like ignorant on how to run a business that they would still be doing this so many years later, not making any money. But anyway, <laughs> that's not even really the point. I'm not really sure in their minds what they think makes some people successful, other than maybe they just tell themselves that it's like winning the lottery. Some people just got lucky and they don't happy to be, happen to be the lucky ones that drew the attention of the Etsy gods who showed them favor. I don't know. Regardless, when I see these kinds of comments, I feel kind of like sad, which sounds kind of patronizing, but I don't really mean for it to sound that way. But I feel kind of sad for those people because even though they're just like spewing negativity on the Internet, which I don't think is a really good use of time, what I see in that comment is a lack of real desire to make changes or put in the work or do the things that they need to do to have the changes that they want for their own business or their own life and achieve the goals that they want to achieve. So rather than do those things themselves and put that responsibility on themselves to figure out what they're doing wrong and then fix it, they just blame it on Etsy and say that it's not possible. And where does that really get you? I mean, if somebody really thinks that that's true and no one can be successful on Etsy, then they definitely shouldn't be wasting their time building an Etsy shop or devoting any time or attention to the Etsy shop. If you really believe that no one is going to be successful on Etsy, you should definitely just close your shop because you're wasting your time if that's really what you believe. But it's not true, and I think that the people that have those defeatist feelings deep down know that it's not true, or else they would have just closed up shop and stopped a long time ago. I'm actually in the opposite camp of those people in a whole lot of ways, but rather than think that some people are just randomly successful and everyone else won't ever be successful, I very, very much think it is the polar opposite of random. The people who I see achieve success are extremely strategic and methodical about what they're doing and how they're doing it. It does not happen randomly, quite the opposite. Occasionally, maybe some of us stumble onto a product that takes off and make sales and you feel like, oh my gosh, I don't know what I did differently with this product, but it seems to be doing really well. And that feels like maybe you just got lucky. And, and maybe you did for that one product, but then what do you do with that? Where do you go from there? How do you maintain that success and create an entire shop around one best-selling product like we heard in last week's episode? And how do you create more products like that product? How do you look at that product and look at that listing and analyze what you have done well with that and how you can create other products that complement that and go together and expand your audience and expand your listings and what you're offering? How do you increase your average order value so people are spending more money in your shop? How do you get people to come back as repeat customers? How do you build an entire business from one lucky product that happened to take off. Some people don't. They have a product that goes viral and then it dies off and then they never have any more sales and they feel like it was just completely random viral product, but they're not able to harness the energy from that attention and do anything with it. Other people can take one product that takes off as a bestseller and turn it into a wildly successful business. So that's not random. That is a matter of having a strategy of what you're doing and how you're using the information that you're getting from what people are buying and how they're finding your product and how they're using your product. And you're using that information and applying it to future products and future iterations of what you're making. It is not impossible to be successful on Etsy, but it's also not Etsy's responsibility to create a unique brand that draws in customers to your product for you. That's your job. That's your business. That's kind of like the whole thing of creating a business. You're in control of your shop and Etsy is just the platform to bring in revenue for your business. And the sooner that you recognize Etsy for what it is, the easier it will be for you to figure out how to master the algorithm in an unemotional way. Because of course Etsy has an algorithm and that algorithm prioritizes some content over other content. Usually the content that performs well, has people clicking on it and converts people into buyers gets prioritized. That makes sense. All tech platforms have algorithms and the algorithm's job is to match the best product to the buyer who's the most likely to buy the item. That's not a good or bad thing. I mean, I, if I had to pick if it was good or bad, I'd say it's good. You know, you want and nobody wants to use a platform that doesn't have a good algorithm because then it's just showing you a whole bunch of random crap that you don't want So everybody wants to use a platform that has an algorithm that's pairing what they're interested in with their account so that they're being shown the things that they're interested in. That's just the way that platforms and algorithms work. Their job is to make money. So if they show your product to people and no one wants your product, eventually they're going to stop showing it as much because even when they put it in front of people, nobody wants to buy it. That makes sense for a platform that is trying to make sales. And that's not a value judgment about your product. That just is a part of selling online. That is a part of selling on a platform with an algorithm. But that doesn't go back to Etsy being impossible to make sales on, impossible to make sales of products that don't have any demand or have terrible product photography, or are majorly overpriced, or are so completely unoriginal that no one wants to buy them, sure, you can make the argument that it might be impossible to be successful if you have any of those things going on. But again, that doesn't mean that you don't have control over your own success. Every single one of those things is something that you have control over. But it means that you have to be open to feedback, open to changing things when they're not working or if you get a bad review or if nobody's buying the product. It means that you have to have a vision for your shop that includes listening to customers and listening to the demand in the market and pivoting towards products that are selling well and figuring out Why did that product sell well? What is it about that product that people liked or were drawn to or made them make the ultimate decision to buy that product? And how can I apply that information to other products in my shop? And just to be clear, I do not mean trend chasing in all of this. I am not a fan of trying to just find trends that people have already had success with and jump on the bandwagon. I think that. That is a recipe for not really having a whole lot of passion or interest in your own business because you're just chasing that next trend. I see that with people who will email me and they'll be like, I want to start an Etsy shop, but I don't really know what I want to sell. Can you tell me what I should sell? And I'm like, no, I I can't do that. You can literally sell anything, but you need to have some sort of interest in what you're selling because you have to make it somehow unique and interesting to your buyer. If you don't even care about your product, why do you, why is your customer gonna care about it? What it means to me, rather than trend chasing, is that you just can't make the exact same thing that every other person is making and expect that you're gonna have a whole lot of demand for it. I've heard of programs, for example, that have things like PLR templates in them and stuff that you can sell on Etsy. If you're not familiar with PLR, you probably don't sell digital and you don't really need to worry about it. But basically it's the idea that somebody is creating this template and then they're selling it to people who are all gonna turn around and sell it online. And let me just tell you, I can tell the second I look at a shop if that's what they're doing. All of their listings look exactly the same. All the thumbnail images are identical to each other. The shops are completely interchangeable with each other and there's not a unique product or presentation of the product or anything like that in there. And I hear story after story after story of people struggling with sales because guess what? They're all selling the same dang unoriginal $3 printables that everybody else is selling. Of course, you're not going to make any sales like that. There's nothing that is about that product that is unique. There's 10,000 other ones just exactly like it on Etsy. This isn't rocket science. I'm not telling you anything that should be really surprising here. This is just business. If there are 10,000 other products in front of me that are exactly the same, then I'm just gonna buy the cheapest one if I buy it at all. I'm not gonna look too hard because they literally all look exactly the same. And this is where it goes back to me for people's expectations of how successful they can be with very little effort or thought or strategy or anything like that and how quickly that success can come. If you don't want to put any work into your shop or your products or anything, And you just want to buy a template and log on to Canva and change the color of the template and sell the exact same template that that PLR website has sold to who knows how many thousands of other people so that you can make this imaginary passive income, your your likelihood of actually being able to do that is very, very low. And I don't think that there is really any reason to sugarcoat that, honestly, because I interact with sellers all day long who have come from that background and they're frustrated and they're not really making any sales and they don't really understand why or what they're doing wrong, but have very quickly realized that this is not going to be nearly as easy as people told them that it was going to be. But that doesn't mean that you can't be successful on Etsy. A lot of that is expectation management um, and realizing that if you want to start a business and you want to have a business online, it's not going to happen overnight and it's not going to happen just from downloading templates and reselling them. Again, it doesn't mean that you can't be successful. It means that you can't really be successful selling things online that nobody wants or that everybody else is already selling or giving away for free on Pinterest. It means that you do have to have a unique angle or a unique product or some sort of unique something about it that has demand and that people want and that makes it something that they look at and they say, oh my gosh, that's the perfect whatever for me or for whoever I'm buying it for. It means that you actually have to spend some time developing your products and branding your shop and creating photography that's eye-catching and thinking about the strategy of running a business. You're not going to be able to set up an Etsy store in a weekend, spend zero time making any products, download a bunch of templates, and roll in the cash. It just doesn't happen that way. If it happened that way, there would be a bajillion other people doing it, which there are a bajillion other people doing that. (laughs) So maybe it worked for the very first person that did it, but it's definitely not going to work for the tens of thousands of other people who are doing the exact same thing now. It doesn't mean that the algorithm is working against you. It means that you actually have to spend the time and energy to build a business and strategize the brand and the products and the vibe that you're creating regardless of what kind of products you have. And that you have to understand how the Etsy algorithm works so that you can make it work for you. Because you can make it work for you, that's the beauty of an algorithm. Since I started my digital download shop in August, I have had thousands of dollars in sales with an average order value of $6.83. So these are low price digital items, but they are super unique. They're really high quality for the price point. They're also very niche products. They take time and thought and energy to create And there's a strategy of what comes next and what the next product, the next bundle, the next holiday is going to be, how we're going to increase the average order value to increase our sales and have products for past buyers to come back seasonally and buy things. All that to say, it is not happening randomly at all. Ultimately, the biggest benefit to selling on a platform like Etsy is the algorithm because that's what drives those sales without you having to do the marketing. But it doesn't mean that it happens without any work and it doesn't mean that it happens randomly. You have to know how to use that algorithm to your advantage. When you understand how the Etsy algorithm works, it is a beautiful thing that allows you to spend less time and money on marketing because you have traffic coming in through the search, And you can do the work to optimize your listings and your SEO, SEO, and then Etsy does the work from there to bring in those buyers. It's an ecosystem that can bring in revenue for this part of your business in a really self-sustaining way without constant social media postings or randomly begging people on Facebook to buy your items. But it takes time, thought, work, and strategy. I am not and have not ever been here to tell you that you just need to like imagine it and it's going to fall into your lap. I am not big on the Internet smoke and mirrors of how easy all of this is, in case you didn't pick up on that already, and how quickly you can be a fake Internet bajillionaire while you sit on the beach with a margarita and sell, you know, whatever you're selling on autopilot. Building a business is a long haul, and it is a lot of work, and it can be frustrating at times. Not every product is going to sell well. Not every listing is going to be a home run listing. Not every idea that you have is going to be a good one. It takes time to learn, and it takes a willingness to try new things, to fail at some things, to pick yourself up and try again and keep on going. And that doesn't mean that it's not possible. And it doesn't mean that it's not possible for you. But you have to do it and you have to do it strategically. Otherwise, what ends up happening is that people get frustrated really fast because that expectation is way too high for the reality. And then they hit a point where you are like those people that are commenting on my ads, where you feel like this whole thing is working against you. It's impossible. It's never going to happen. You're really frustrated and disheartened. If you spend the next six months floundering around without making forward progress in six months, you're going to be exactly in the same spot that you're in now. And so often people do that and they wind up ready to give up before they ever really get to over that hump or get to where it gets a little bit easier because it's not working and they just keep doing the same thing that's not working and then it just keeps on not working. Ultimately, after having the blog and the podcast and all the things for several years now, the sad truth is that I hear stories from people who year after year don't really make any progress. They hang around, they listen to the podcast, they kick the can down the road, and they tell me that they've had a shop for 10 years or five years or whatever, and they've only made 30 sales. And they're really frustrated because, you know, their competitor started only a year ago and they have 10,000 sales and, you know, it just feels like they're never going to make any sales. One of my favorite stories of this kind that did turn around is my student, Amanda, who many of you have heard me talk about and she's been in some of my emails and stuff. Amanda told me that she'd been selling on Etsy for nine years and had only made 90 sales, when she found my SEO checklist and downloaded it. And then shortly thereafter, she joined my program. Since then, she's made over 2,800 sales in definitely less than nine years and is now one of the mentors and moderators inside of the Traffic Accelerator community group. Her story blows me away and her willingness to say, hey, this actually isn't really working that well and I need to do something different if I'm going to have different results has completely changed the trajectory of her business. But once you get to know Amanda in that group, you know she is super strategic, she's really analytical, she will try things out, test them, report back, tell us about the results. There's nothing happening randomly there. I don't want it to take nine years for you to hit that point. And frankly, most people, unlike Amanda, would have given up before nine years had passed. I want this path to be a lot shorter and less frustrating for you. I want you to build the sustainable, consistent business that you want with longevity to really feel like you have the flexibility inside of this job to make an income that's meaningful for your family without working all the time and without feeling like you're spending a whole bunch of time and energy without really getting any payoff. I want you to know that it's possible. The algorithm is not working against you. It sometimes isn't really working for you. It's just kind of there doing its own thing. And there is still such an incredible amount of opportunity Online in internet business for those who chase it and chase it strategically and thoughtfully and smartly. I'm cheering for you. I really believe in this opportunity. I really believe that it's something that regular old people like me and you with other obligations and a lack of experience and no business background really can achieve. I know it, I've lived it. I started when I was in my mid-20s with tiny little kids and absolutely no business background. I don't know that I would, in other aspects of my life, necessarily uh, describe myself as an eternally optimistic person, but I do think that in terms of business, that is one thing that has really made me stick it out over the years. I always knew that I could do it. I saw other people doing it. I knew that if I just kept going and kept trying things and kept working on it, I could do it. I did not have very good products. Actually, they were horrible, if we're being honest. They were really terrible products when I first started. I am not, and I'm still not really, a very good product photographer. I had no idea what I was doing, but I knew that I could figure it out. I was reading a little Q&A on Instagram recently with the Half-Baked Harvest Lady, and somebody asked her in one of her little Q&As, what's your best starting a business advice? And I really loved what she said. She said, You have to dive in and never stop working towards your growth. It's going to be really hard, but if you have a strong want and desire to grow your business, then you will stay focused on you and what you're building and just do not stop because it will be hard and know that over time it will grow and give it time. Nothing happens overnight. She's obviously built a crazy, wildly successful business, but I think that that is such good advice. She's not telling you or me that it's going to be easy and if you're not successful in three weeks, then you should quit. If someone's telling you that it's going to be super freaking easy and you're just going to like make no effort and make a ton of money, that they're, they've usually got ulterior motives in telling you that because nobody that has built a business that has grown over time and that has been in it for the long haul would say that it's easy. It's not easy, but it doesn't mean that it's not worth it. And it doesn't mean that just because it's hard, you can't do it. You can do it. You can do hard things. I hope this little real talk, motivational pep talk I'm not really sure what to call this, has been helpful for you and that you have pulled some little snippet out of this that has inspired you to put yourself out there, get to work, think strategically about your shop and your business and your products as a whole. As a last reminder, the Traffic Accelerator is open for enrollment for this February cohort for one more day, closing tomorrow night, Tuesday, February 7th. If you need support and help and a strategic group of people to help you think about your business next steps and where you need to pivot and what you need to really do to take your business to the next level and make that forward progress that you want to make without it taking nine years to get there, I hope that you will consider joining us inside of that program. You can see all of the details about that and how to get signed up at trafficaccelerator.co. I'll see you back here next week. I hope that you have found this episode helpful and interesting and it's given you things to think about and work with within your own business and your own shop. If you have questions or you want to continue this conversation and continue to learn with me, the best way of doing that is to head to my website, laurenkeplinger.com, and sign up for one of the free downloads that I have, whether it is the Ultimate Etsy Starter Kit, if you are brand new to selling online, or the Etsy SEO checklist if you already have a shop set up and you want to learn how to optimize it for search engine optimization a little bit better. Either one of those will get you on my email list. That is the best way to connect with me at this point. I'm a little bit inconsistent with my social media usage, um, but I do regularly send emails with going ons around the e-commerce world. Um, updates, helpful tips. I just sent out recently a free training that you could watch without even signing up. It was just there. So that is the best way to get the most up-to-date information from me and also to connect and be able to ask questions and all of that. I will see you next week back here on the podcast. Same time, same place. Bye for now.